Alleluia! Christ is risen. They are risen indeed. Alleluia! We hear that it is still dark early in the morning as the gospel story begins today. We are traveling with Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and at least two other women to Jesus's tomb to carry out the Jewish custom of wrapping the body in spices and with ointments at the appointed time of the week. And yet, when they arrive, the women find the stone rolled away from the tomb and the tomb itself is empty. I am trying to imagine the mix of panic and confusion and possible heartbreak these women must be feeling today as they stand there with the sun starting to come out on a new day after an absolutely horrible yesterday as they stood at the foot of the cross watching Jesus die. And now this. Had somebody stolen the body? And if somebody did steal the body, where would they have taken it? And what should they do now? The gospel story says that the women were wondering about all of this. But I think it may be more accurate to say they must have been freaking out. Freaking out about all of this. And that's when two guys in shiny clothing, the story says, show up as divine messengers to complicate things even more. The text tells us that they went from freaked out to downright terrified. Not an easy start to their day when they were already in the midst of grieving Jesus' death. Eventually, after this brief and holy exchange with these two guys, this female posse makes its way back to town. They find where the disciples are hiding out, they share what must have sounded like a completely fantastical, made-up story. And surprise, they get dismissed, and they are not believed. Was it because this took place in a misogynistic culture that these five corroborating witnesses are written off? Or was it because of the content of their incredible and not believable story? I imagine it was some of both. And yet, and still, somehow, eventually, this is the story that does get told again and again and is heard and is believed and in a way changes everything from that day on for so many, including you and me. And as we gather here today on Easter, I wonder what we need to believe and why. How does this story not only shape our faith journey, but also inform our everyday living? Do we stand with those women, knowing what it feels like to tell a story and not be believed or dismissed? Are the resurrection stories in our own lives told and heard and believed by others? Are we ready to believe that divine messengers can still show up in our lives, showing us new things? Some Christians are described as Easter people or people of the resurrection. But what does that phrase really mean? Why are those words so important? And is our gospel story helpful when we think of those monikers? Oh sure, on the surface, I think we can all get it. 
Easter is a really big deal. This is the pinnacle story, right? This is the apex, the zenith, the moment that we have been waiting for, the destination for the journey we have been on for weeks and weeks and weeks now. But today, I want to focus for just another moment on those women. They were, without a doubt, the first evangelists, the first to preach the good news of the risen Christ, that the story wasn't done with Jesus' death. I think their experience this morning can shape who we are still. Biblical scholar Thomas J. Long writes about the women standing at the tomb that morning. He reminds us that they had a choice amidst those dramatic events. Here is what he writes. Without even knowing that they had crossed the border, the women left the old world they had known up until that moment, that moment where hope is in constant danger and might makes right and peace has little chance and the rich just get richer and the weak all eventually suffer under some pilot, Pontius Pilate or another and people hatch murderous plots and dead people stay dead. And then all at once, they entered the startling and breathtaking world of resurrection and new life. I love how Long describes their experience standing at that tomb as a crossing, a border from the old world they had known to something new that they had not known before. Whether they realized it or not, whether they believed it or not, whether they were ready to embrace it or not. They told their story, and eventually that story changed them and changed the world. And while our lives and our lived experience is vastly different, of course, in context and circumstances, I think our faith as Easter people calls us to the very same pattern. As Mary Oliver put so beautifully in my favorite poem of hers, titled Instructions for Living a Life, we are told to pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. That is, in a nutshell, I think what it means to be an Easter people, to be people of the resurrection. We are called to be a people who will pay attention, be astonished, and then tell about it. As we continue to journey together here at Trinity, I pray we will lean in and embrace our stories and experiences. I want us to trust the moments that lead us to the borders of old worlds and the courage to then cross into new worlds. We need each other to point out and notice moments of resurrection each and every day Times when we realize that we are telling a new story that needs to be heard and believed. We too have choices to make, not unlike the faithful women at the tomb that morning. What stories are we willing to tell? Will we stand with the pilots of today and the pervasive oppression of those who negate the value and worth of every human being? Or will we lean into the story of a new heaven and a new earth. Today, more than anything, as we celebrate Easter and offer the sacrament of baptism and welcome new members home to Trinity, 
I pray the power of the resurrection continues to inspire and ignite who we are together. May the resurrection define and defy who and how we are in the world. Less about a story that we try to prove or to refute, and more about the power it provides us to tell the stories of transformation in our own lives. Less about the empirical fact or historical accuracy of any event, and more about the truth of kindness, which can be overheard over the noise of ruthless, callous, and vindictive rhetoric. Each and every one of us has a resurrection story to tell. If you're not quite sure, just take a moment, pay attention, be astonished, and then please, for the love of us all, tell about it. Remember, my beloved friends, we have come from a long line of strong women of faith who showed us that the truth can indeed set us free. Let's go tell our stories of love. Alleluia. Christ is risen. They are risen indeed. Alleluia. May it be so.